The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go talk with Dan Hibbler. He is a sergeant with the Norton Shores Police Department. Want to get his thoughts on what went down last night on the campus of Michigan State University and also with law enforcement agencies all across Michigan and how they prepare for active shooters, how school resource officers are on the front line at schools and also just in public where things can go down in a hurry like they did last night in East Lansing. Dan is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. Appreciate you taking time out today. Yes, greetings. Thank you for having me on. And what's uh, not ironic, uh, but you and your wife are both MSU grads, so this has hit close to home to a lot of people all across this state. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I was probably about six months old for the first MSU football game that I attended, and uh, I met my wife there, my parents met there, and you know, I hope my kids someday get to have some good memories there, too. So certainly it's close home. So when this goes down around 8.30 p.m. last night and you start uh, seeing the coverage on TV or talking, you know, with your family, all connected uh, to Michigan State, what are you thinking first as a law enforcement uh, officer when this begins? You know, uh, something that is, is easily overlooked on these, is just how immensely complex uh, and how quickly they can spiral out of control if not managed properly. So uh, my first thoughts were I was extremely impressed with the uh, the supervisors and the officers and the dispatchers that were managing that radio traffic and the flow of information. Uh, it was certainly a, a, a huge deal, um, and I think they, uh, by all accounts so far, seem to have handled it quite well. Now, were you listening? Uh, I don't know if there's online, if there's a backdoor scanner where law enforcement can listen in on other uh, law enforcement tactics and what's going on in real time. Uh, were you tuned into the scanner last night? Yep. Yeah, myself, like many others, um, both professional officers and um, just curious people. Um, it, a lot of people do tune in on police scanners um, on stuff like this. And um, one nice thing about here in Michigan is we do have 800 megahertz radios where we can actually sync up and uh, work together. And that's one of the things that would have been happening last night that enabled all those jurisdictions to work together. And so the one um, thing that, responded. right, and Dan Hibbler is a sergeant with the Norton Shores Police Department joining us here on the HUGE show across Michigan. So the one thing that stuck out to you that you mentioned in your opening uh, commentary was how organized it was uh, from the get-go last night uh, on that campus, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and how MSU uh, police and East Lansing and Lansing and other jurisdictions worked together, uh, Michigan State Police as well. Um, this is something that uh, requires a lot of resources, especially when you consider a, a campus as spread out as MSU um, and all the officers and firefighters and even medics that you need to help respond to something like this. So what about training uh, for law enforcement agencies all across Michigan? I know we're partners with uh, the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, and they have the leadership summit we were at last week, and things like this, unfortunately, have to be a topic of conversation. You have to be prepared because, like I said, uh, you never know when it's going to hit the fan. So how much training with, like, the Northern Shores Police Department, because you have schools and you have public places, obviously, there on the west side of the state, uh, how much training is done inside the Norton Shores Police Department or in conjunction with other law enforcement agencies when it comes to an active shooting situation or a potential active shooting situation? 
you know, this is something that officers start training on, um, you know, as early as the police academy. And uh, here at Norton Shores and many other agencies, we train on regularly uh, to deal with. Um, the training is, you know, the nice thing is that we have some great leadership um, in the MACP and how they coordinate things. Um, and a lot of how officers respond uh, it is the same for me here in Norton Shores Police Department as it would be for an officer from Flint or maybe an officer up in Marquette. And the magical thing that that provides is that we can all work together uh, without even knowing who we are um, and make sure that we're going through these situations well. Um, these situations require us to train not just to, as an individual how to you know, directly work to work through this situation, uh, but how to coordinate with each other, how to coordinate with other agencies, how to coordinate with firefighters and medical professionals so that we can we can treat those that need it. And we saw that work in unison last night. Uh, unfortunately, it takes a situation uh, like we watched, but uh, when everyone comes together, that training where you hope you never have to respond, but they were uh, on the same page last night from the minute they got the call. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, we like to break it down. There's three phases for something like last night. Uh, first, we work to stop the killing. That means we're looking for that shooter, that assailant, and we're trying to stop that. Next, we're trying to stop the dying. So that means we're trying to provide medical care to people. And then lastly, it's stop the crying. You know, we're trying to reunite these people who had to go through a horrific situation and get them back with their loved ones and in a safe place. So um, it, it truly does take a lot of coordination. And that, you know, from what I watched with the nonstop TV coverage, that's exactly the order last night. Uh, they went in. Uh, they were attempting to stop the shooter. They were clearing buildings. Uh, they were attending uh, to those uh, in need, including the three killed and the five uh, wounded. And then they set up a pavilion area where parents could reunite and family and friends could reunite uh, with those on campus. It's just it's the work of law enforcement that the training that people uh, unfortunately only see, uh, like I said, when it hits the fan like it did last night at Michigan State. Now, from Michigan State Police, who were heroic last night, and uh, their captain, uh, their their squads, their deputy chief was fantastic on the microphone. Their chief had everything uh, organized for the Michigan State Campus Police. Uh, but the training, so whether you're a student at Michigan State or in Norton Shores and Mona Shores or the Muskegon School Districts, whatever districts uh, you guys work together with, how much training is done in schools or on campuses to prepare for an active shooter? Yeah, uh, uh, great question. Um, one thing that we do in Muskegon County is we have something called a Muskegon County Safe Schools Initiative, and that's a, that's a multi-jurisdictional task force, which I have the pleasure of being on. And we go in and we actually train every teacher, administrator, staff member, anybody that's working in the buildings on how to be aware of, uh, look for signs, and how to respond um, to an active shooter situation. A lot of times we do that uh, in front of a whole school at a time, um, and we're teaching them various things that they need to be on the lookout for, but how to protect themselves, protect their students, um, because that's quite the burden on these staff members' shoulders. Um, and then also even we, we do touch on medical care nowadays because a lot of, of these types of injuries, uh, if we can get tourniquets, chest seals, and direct pressure on these, we can, we can sustain people and get them to the immediate uh, hospital care that they need. Uh, how, how often is that training, Dan? Is it uh, you know once a semester, once a year, twice a year? Again, I don't have any clue on yeah. 
uh, how often you train with that Muskegon County task force, but how often are you in those schools or with those educators helping them? Uh, so our, our goal is at a minimum to be into every school uh, once a year on this, but there are certainly uh, we'll stop in for uh, professional development time and do Q&A sessions with the teachers. If we find new resources, we make sure we are pushing them out regularly. Um, we're always trying to keep this on the forefront of their minds, and it really integrates well with the state's mandated three lockdown drills per year that schools are required to hold. Um, that's something that local law enforcement and schools are best to partner up with and work on together um, to make sure that just like how police from all over the state can respond to an emergency the same way, we want to make sure the teachers and the principals are responding in a unified manner as well. Yeah, three times a year with the lockdown drills and you know, it kind of irritates me to say the least. I'd use another word, but we're a family show that our children have to prepare for this. But by preparing, uh, you're saving lives, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, that is the goal of this. Um, we are fortunate enough that, you know, with school resource officers in place, um, we like to take that fight away from instead of playing defense on our own five yard line. Um, that's that human element um, that I'd, I'd love to talk more about, about how we can try to prevent and. Uh, mitigate these disasters from occurring. Well, and the school resource officers, you know, I see every day when I'm dropping my kids off at school, you know, Kent County Sheriff's resource officer right there at the front, his vehicle's parked just to the right of the entrance. He's standing there. Uh, that's a deterrent in my mind. I don't know how a police officer isn't at every entrance to a school. You know, most kids now go through one. They don't, you know, buses go through one. The kids go through the other uh, it's a deterrent. It really is. Uh, if you know that resource officer is there, and now they're trained to look at things and how kids are dressed, you know, wait a minute, it's warm. Why is this kid wearing a long jacket? They'll stop him. You know, some parents get irate, but, you know, it's erring on the side of caution, which I totally agree with. I know they've increased uh, the resource officers. I think that happened uh, after Oxford and the incident down uh, in Uvalde in Texas. And uh, we need more, you know, no matter what you want to say, uh, no matter where you stand politically and even at times financially as a school district, as a city uh, here in this state, we cannot have enough protection for our children on elementary, middle school, high school and college campuses. We can't. We can't have enough protection. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. You know, funding is one component of it. And if I can make a recruitment plug, we need men and women who are willing to be coaches and mentors and put on this uniform and go work in the schools to help keep our kids safe. There's so much more than a security officer standing there. Um, they're actively engaging with these kids. They can have a pulse on how the building operates. Um, they can see things coming just through their training and experience and um, all that goes into becoming a professional police officer um, and just they can truly have a great impact being there and being able to consult with the schools and keeping safety on the forefront of everybody's mind. You know, as we do all the training, I was thinking about this coming in and Dan Hibbler is a sergeant with the Northern Shores Police Department on Michigan's West Coast joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. We're kind of getting his perspective as a law enforcement officer and highly trained uh, about uh, the situation last night, not all the specifics, but uh, the situation that unfolded on the campus in East Lansing at Michigan State University. You know, mental health training, too. Uh, like, I again, people can have their political opinions. It's like saying somebody who's stupid enough to get behind the wheel of a truck or a car drunk can kill somebody. Uh, the car wasn't driving itself. And the same thing with weapons, that the mental health side of this, beginning with our children, 
uh, and in, into adulthood. Uh, we need to deal with that more uh, as cities, as counties, as states, and as a country. Yes. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there's no quick fix to this answer. It's a, it's a systematic issue uh, that's not just a problem for law enforcement, but for our hospital systems. Uh, and it, it requires a serious investment. Um, a lot of issues are arising nowadays because of the mental health issues. If we look at even teenage girls nowadays, they might have had a depression rate of, say, 10% uh, a handful of years ago. And with the onset of social media um, and all the things that are going on in the world nowadays, we're seeing studies saying that depression, anxiety are you know peaking 25%. Uh, it's, it's a serious issue for our students, and we need to help support them and keep them safe. Yeah, pandemic. Uh, 24-month cycle uh, didn't help that age group when they were all 6th, 7th graders. Trust me, as a father, and I think my kids are just getting out of that. I really, from a mental perspective of the gregarious, laughing, joking kids they were prior to the pandemic, I feel like they're just coming out of it, Dan. I really do. Yeah, um, you are, you're spot on with that. Um, I have the you know the pleasure of working with school districts from not just my jurisdiction, but from all over West Michigan, and it, everybody's seeing the same thing. Um, these kids are having a hard time adjusting and getting back to what used to be normal, and um, it's it's certainly throwing a wrench in a lot of things. Uh, Dan Hibbler is a graduate along with his wife, and it extends to his family connected to Michigan State, so their hearts are heavy with what uh, happened last night. But Sergeant Dan Hibbler is serving and protecting the people of Norton Shores, uh, in the Muskegon area, on Michigan's West Coast and beyond, and letting us in on the training and everything that goes down, and our kids and our teachers and our coaches and everybody preparing for an active shooter situation. I, I was thinking about Michigan State. I believe they're going to put uh, swipe cards on doors. You're not going to get into any building uh, unless you have a swipe card. It may be how they operate. I'm just saying from a distance. Uh, Days are coming when there's going to be metal detectors at every school sporting event. Uh, unfortunately, I, I wish it could be this beautiful, perfect Nirvana world, but uh, those days are coming. I know it's happening in some areas, but I think it's going to be everywhere. You just can't take a chance. Yeah, you know, it's it's truly sad. Um, my, my memories of Michigan State as a student um, were just filled with positive things and not a care in the world. It was about learning and having fun and uh, making great connections and unfortunately kids nowadays have to grow up with safety as one of those big concerns that just never can go away unfortunately right. yeah so. elementary schools you go back to sandy hook you you look close to home you know we're oxford and man i'm watching the tv coverage last night dan and i see a michigan state student with an oxford strong t-shirt standing in a parking lot where they had to run out of a cafeteria because uh they were hearing gunshots and i'm and i'm like and what this guy maybe is 20, I'm guessing 19, right? I'm just, I'm doing it from watching on TV. And like I said, though, the mental health side of this, uh, the guns aren't pulling the trigger. I never forget that. And I, everyone has a right to your political beliefs. I'm not telling you what uh, to think or do, but the mental health side of this uh, needs to be addressed and the deterrent. You know, uh, you're Michigan State. Are you going to look at putting an officer at each door of your building? Uh, I know you got a you know eight square miles, and, and you fund it through. Will will you pay an extra two fifty a semester for school for your kids if you know it's going to fund fifty more officers on campus? Right. Yeah, 
there is certainly a lot of tough decisions to be made. Um, it's always a balance of, right, we want it to be a welcoming and open uh, environment, just like churches and other, you know, K-12 through schools and businesses. Um, but how do we balance that open and welcoming and vitamin, inviting uh, environment with the, the real safety needs that we are presented with today? I wish we lived in a world where we could trust our neighbors, strangers, uh, but you mentioned churches, malls, schools, uh, sporting events. I mean, we can go down the list here of these active uh, shooting situations, and we'll just keep moving together. I will say the way we unite here in Michigan across America, whenever there is a tragedy, we don't see color, we don't see politics. Uh, we all feel from the heart like we did last night. Uh, for everything and and today and moving forward for those uh, connected to the Michigan State uh, shootings. Uh, Dan Hibbler, Sergeant Norton Shores Police Department, you can hear it in his voice. Uh, He cares like most law enforcement, if not all law enforcement, uh, do across Michigan. Uh, My best to you, the Norton Shores uh, crew, and we'll talk uh, down the road about your school initiatives and what you're doing to uh, help bridge uh, high schools and elementary schools and middle schools with law enforcement. Sounds great, and thank you so much for having me on, and thank you for the support that you're giving our profession. Oh, you don't have to. uh, Law enforcement never needs to thank me. Uh, It's been with me my nearly 32 years of doing the show, and like I said last night to buddies, you know, I was checking in on people I knew that had kids. I gave Izzo a text, and Michael Carey his media relations. Just you never know where everybody was on campus, and um, like I told Izzo, I said, you know what? Law enforcement is running in when the kids are running out. That's all you need to know. Thank you, Dan. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, Dan Hibbler, Sergeant Norton Shorts Police Department. So good stuff taking you inside, how they prepare and train. And what they did last night did save lives. And they got a tip when the photo was released, and they went uh, to take down the um, shooter. And uh, I guess, according to reports, he took his own life. Thank you to the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police in Michigan uh, because they are the leaders who are preparing when it hits the fan. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro ZL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So, which one are you? Visit macp.org and find out. 
huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Before I make change. Daddy K. Stretch from Naughty by Nick's Flex Alexander. The original G Money. Alan Payne. Gary Dorday. February 23rd at the Vox Performance Hall. Tickets to Ticketmaster. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. show is back live across michigan superfly hayes our executive producer do want to thank tim and the crew from the michigan association of chiefs of police i told them when we began our partnership there would be times when we would need the voices of law enforcement heard all across the state when something goes down and what happened last night in east lansing on the campus of michigan state university dan hibbler from the norton shores police department was the perfect start to this show Graham Couch wrote a fabulous column and I can use the word fabulous considering the darkness of the situation in terms of touching on the emotion of what happened last night in East Lansing and the thing I love about Graham and he knows sports he has a decent jump shot in rec time hoops but I kind of feel like He goes where I go that there's an emotional part that finds its way connected to sports and life where he does his best work. In his latest column, which is up on the Lansing State Journal website, I shared it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Sometimes in the media, things happen and there's words, something said. There's a video that really... 
encapsulates the entire situation, and I thought his column uh, was spot on. And I'm looking at Matt Charbonneau. These are guys that usually cover Michigan State sports, and they come on the show, and we talk about Izzo or Mel Tucker or the Spartans or Spartan hockey, baseball, Susie Merchant, you name it. But I really give uh, the crew, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal, Matt Charbonneau, the Detroit News, I give them a lot of credit for how they've handled this. You know, I texted Izzo last night, man, you okay? Your son Stephen okay? He says, yeah, we're okay. And then he used a few words that I can't really repeat on air. Same thing I did with Michael Carey. Uh, I have friends who have kids at Michigan State. Hey, you know, when you heard there, at first there was one fatality, and then it went to two, and then you heard three. And you just never know, would it be somebody you know, because all of us have a connection to Michigan State. And other friends, and they have kids, or they went there, or you're a Michigan State season ticket holder, you're a donor, you're an alum. There's a connection, this entire state usually, to Michigan or Michigan State, even if you didn't go to the schools, that you're connected to that school in some way, shape, or form. And I I do want to applaud, uh, in the face of an unspeakable tragedy, uh, the Michigan State University Police and Public Safety Department for the job they did from the minute this went down last night. They were transparent. Uh, they handled the media the right way. They were totally professional, yet you could hear in their voices that they were feeling pain. And we are getting word now here in the last half hour or so that the deceased victims have been identified as Ariel Anderson, a junior at Michigan State from Gross Point, Brian Frazier, a sophomore from Gross Point, Michigan, and Alexandria Werner, a junior from Clawson. So that is, uh, we're getting, and I think there is a family that doesn't want the name out there, right? I, God knows the grief you're dealing with. So that is the latest here, and again, uh, the Michigan State University Police and Public Safety. Uh, again, an unthinkable tragedy. You never plan on this, but the police, as we talked to Dan Hibbler from Norton Shores to start the show, they prepare for this on a regular basis from the minute they're in police academy. Uh, they prepare for these situations. They go in when the students are running out of a cafeteria because they're hearing gunshots or people are saying go. Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal, uh, he checks in. I mentioned his column. I shared it about, you know, just the innocence of what was lost on a campus where it's college. It's your time to kind of get away, become a man, a woman. And, you know, this is close to home. And it's happened across this country in Graham Couch. Uh, that column is up uh, at Huge Show on Twitter. I retweeted it. The Huge Show on Facebook. And also uh, just uh, search uh, Lansing State Journal. How you doing, Graham? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. All right. So where were you uh, at? You first get word of this. It goes down. Uh, I know you got a lot of connections there with Lansing State Journal, the Lansing Media. Uh, what was your night like? Yeah, well, it, you know, you know, we do Couch in the Rube, and we were about to do a show. And I'm glad we didn't because it would have, you know, you talk about tone deaf and just, you know, some sophomoric hot takes on basketball or whatever. And, and uh, you know, we're down at the studio and gotten word of what was going on and, and was able to check in with some people in the newsroom. And, and from there it was, you know, I mean, we're not a huge newsroom. And, you know, I, I do view myself, you know, we don't have another columnist and, and, and I've done a lot of stuff stepping outside of sports. And this is my community. And so when things, 
happen that are that are important um, outside of um, the realm of sports. It, it, to me, I feel an ob- not just an obligation, but uh, you know, I feel kind of a duty, and and um, just wanted to be over there and, and, and help report on it, and and, um, and 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 find find the column that, that sort of painted a picture of the evening and what people were were, were going through. And so I got over there, and, and um, you know, it was it was eerie. Uh, because you know, I'm, first of all, I've never seen that many police, but I've also never been in East Lansing when it's that quiet. It was an odd combination to have that many lights but no sirens to the point that you could just hear the humming of cars and you know the uh, the crosswalk signs counting down and things like that, and just nobody out. Everybody locked down. You knew there was fear. I could tell based on people asking for updates, students that I knew, and things like that. Um, and you knew there was a, an active shooter out there and, and early information, people really didn't know if it was more than one or, you know, to, to what degree the danger really was. And, and so, um, and you know, it was to, to the police, you brought up the police. I think they did do a, a nice job of keeping people updated regularly. Um, you know, I've heard from people who cover, who've covered a, a lot of these things, unfortunately, and I think they've done better than some other places. Um, but you know, about a little after midnight, finally, um, once the, the, uh, you know, alleged shooter, they found him and he'd taken his own life. They, students started to come out slowly trickling out. And that, that scene was, was interesting because you just saw a vulnerability and a, and a fear and a lot of, a lot of kids and you saw parents start to show up. And, uh, it was, it was a, a scene that, you know, I think is, um, going to be hard for a lot of those kids to shake um, for a while. You know, different kids were closer to it than others. I talked to some that were in the MSU Union when when the shooting started, and um, and you know, others were barricaded in a closet a few blocks away, and you know, they'll they'll experience different trauma in different ways. And you saw a lot of parents that were just ready to whisk their kid away and take them away from campus for a few days. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, you brought up college kids in that age and, you know, we all feel like we're adults when we're 18, 19. Um, and some of us are more mature than others, but you, you could really see the vulnerability in them and you could really see when you, you spoke to them and they're just sort of, you know, they're, they're not, you know, they, 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 they needed help. They needed companionship. They needed, um, it was it was not a night that as much as they do school shooting preparedness like you know you think about growing up bill like we we didn't have school shootings when we were coming up no and so we we didn't have school shooting you know drills or any active shooter drills or things like that didn't even have to worry about it and the one thing that was i mean all these kids are sort of prepared for it they grow up in that culture and they they know it's uh, could happen, but they still, you know, I mean, until I think it happens, it's still, it's, it's a shock to the system. Graham Couch, uh, columnist, Lansing State Journal, normally sports is his forte, but uh, real life superseded sports last night, his latest column uh, titled Monday Night Shooting on Michigan State's Campus Stole Lives and Peace of Mind. I uh, shared that at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. You can follow Graham Couch, C-O-U-C-H, and you're right what you said about you know the vulnerability of those kids and, and the title of your column the minute I heard it even before I mean, we haven't talked before the show I thought 
it, it did steal something. That kids who were close to it in that union heard the gunshots, uh, were running, not knowing if a, a shooter is going to gun them down as they ran across a, a school parking lot, field, whatever. Uh, and, it, and it will steal uh, their lives and their peace of mind because that will be with them forever. Yeah, you know, that's the thing that I think in a lot of them, it was last night, you could just tell a lot of kids are still processing. Um, you know, some were already, you know, very fearful and jumpy, and I, I detailed that in the lead of the column. I had a, yeah, uh, kind of ran into a, I don't want to say ran into, but a, a young woman who was one of the first few out of the uh, the buildings sort of was startled when she saw me. And, um, I, you know, I've never, I've never seen anybody look at me like that before, just that, that that real fear of you know who is this person and what do they want from me you know it was it was um and so there was some of that and there was a lot of you know kids are just emerging and there's a zillion cop cars and they've been barricaded behind doors and and realizing just how big a deal this was and and um so yeah it was it was a lot of different a lot of kids feeling a lot of different ways and you 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 do feel for that because it does you know, in in very short order, the media outside of the larger, you know, I think the state obviously it will be a big deal because MSU has great reach. Um, a lot of people went there, and their their kids go there, or it's just a big university and this community to last. But the, you know, the, the larger national thing will, will go away quickly, and then you're left to make sure that your people uh, heal and get the help they need, and kids who maybe don't speak up or, you know, or, you know, and, and if it, you know, there will be kids who probably just need to transfer and, and do it somewhere else. And that's okay too. You know, you just gotta, you gotta make sure people can, can, if not ever find the same innocence again, can certainly um, be comfortable uh, in spaces. I like how the leadership has handled this uh, naturally as uh, your good friend and a friend of our show, as Matt Charbonneau said, sports are way down the list. Uh, Wednesday's Minnesota-Michigan State game uh, postponed. The women won't travel to Purdue tonight. Uh, that's down the checklist. Alan Haller, the AD, talked about the mental health of the student-athletes and the students, and the campus uh, is the first priority. Uh, so I, I just like the way they prioritized everything, how they've handled it. Uh, leadership needs to be strong in times like this. And like I said, the MSU uh, Police, uh, Department of Public Safety, I think the school uh, leadership all have uh, said and done the right things uh, so far connected to the shooting. Yeah, that that stuff matters because, you know, you may not, you know, you got to, you know, I know that it may not matter a ton. It may not seem like it matters a ton if, if you know, a, a basketball game on the road is, is, is played or whatever, but there, you just don't know how different kids are feeling or who they knew or what it, you know, um, you know, the 18, 19 year old mind is not, fully developed it, it just isn't and um you know i i think back to college and different things you went through i never went through anything like this but just how different things were handled how you responded how you felt um and you know i, I you know eventually they'll get back to playing games i mean life has to continue otherwise these sort of things would i mean would, would just paralyze us for good and and um my guess is they'll play the michigan state michigan game saturday in some ways I don't know if you, when when does it make a difference if it's Tuesday against Indiana or Saturday in Michigan and, and I, I don't know if off campus may be better for that to be honest 
playing Michigan may not be all that bad. I think there will be a level of uh, camaraderie in that building. It'll be a, a better tone, certainly, than we saw with the, the football game. Because I think, you know, even the most bitter rivals understand these things just being different. It'll be a very different tone. And I and in some ways, I think um, that can be the, the best place to resume. And Michigan President Santa Ono flying the flags at half-mast on the Michigan campus in Ann Arbor, uh, the way he's been shooting from the heart in terms of his opinions and his love and everything uh, for Michigan State uh, coming straight from uh, his soul has really come out uh, in his tweets. So, yeah, I, I, I do agree. If it was at Michigan State, no way they'd play it. But they, they resume school, at least what we're hearing on Monday, which means they're done through Friday. And that Saturday would kind of uh, start a, a cycle where the game actually could be uh, healing in a way, but that's about the Michigan State locker room. That's about the support staff, the coaches. Uh, that's about the connection to uh, lives that were lost there. Uh, who knew who? And I think Izzo will read his team and be honest about it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean that's the other thing too. You know, I mean, I, I you know, we can sit here from a thousand foot view and say, well, that that, that might be a time where it's it's is appropriate or it makes sense to resume, but if. Yeah, I mean, I, we have no idea if there were any real connections right. or if, if how how kids are feeling about it, and and if if it if you know yeah, that's what a coach and, and and team leaders should have a pulse of, and and if it's not the right time yet, you just say so. And I don't think anybody would blame anybody if if you had to figure a way around rescheduling that. No, and Izzo will be uh, straightforward about this. Uh, with his team and with the public. Uh, read the column by uh, Graham Couch. Uh, peace of mind, lives lost, uh, lives stolen. It's a wonderful piece. You can read it. Uh, just Google Lansing State Journal, Graham Couch, C-O-U-H, on Twitter. I did retweet it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Graham, appreciate the conversation. Well done uh, with your piece from the heart, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. All right, Graham Couch checking in. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. Uh, in about 30 minutes, Tim Stout, who's a TV sportscaster and Stout on Sports and our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. He'll join us from Lansing uh, within the hour. Kyle Austin follows Michigan State basketball for MLive.com. And Matt Charbonneau has been working on the news side and the sports side for the Detroit News uh, with the MSU shootings. And we'll hear from Matt Charbonneau before we are done. Uh, your thoughts on what went down last night in East Lansing on the campus at MSU, you can join us one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. Um, Facebook and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. 
Join Van Andel Institute's Purple Community for the 11th Annual Grand Rapids Griffins Purple Game on Friday, March 10th at 7 p.m. at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. 100% of the proceeds will benefit groundbreaking cancer research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Don't miss out on the limited edition Griffins Purple Apparel and your chance to bet on purple jerseys after the game. Learn more at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. The Grand Rapids Boat Show at DeVos Place is back. Let's go, gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, key, relax. Everyone's making tracks. Boat Show, gotta go, everyone. In the sun, come on down, get it done. Just add water for some fun. Last year, you admired all the great new boats in the water. Well, now's your chance to climb aboard and check them all out. It's the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday. Over five acres of the hottest new runabouts, ski and surf boats, deluxe pontoons, fishing boats, center consoles, and personal watercraft. Fabulous motor yachts up to 42 feet. We have the boats. Ski, wakeboard, and surf equipment. Docks, lifts, and marine accessories. One of the finest antique boat displays in the country. Get the best prices of the year at the Action Water Sports Tubers Truckload Sale. And ready. Register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable raft. The Grand Rapids Boat Show. This Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. For boat line listing and details, go to grboatshow.com. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Tuesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Nothing but love and prayers to everybody connected to Michigan State and what they went through last night, what they're going through today, and what they'll be going through for a while. We'll hear from Jim Comperoni, SpartMeg.com, from East Lansing. In about 15 minutes, Tim Stout from Stout on Sports Radio, TV guy from Lansing, Kyle Austin from the state capitol. In about an hour and 10 minutes, Matt Charbonneau following the MSU shootings for the Detroit News News Department and sports team. He'll check in. Uh, your thoughts on what your night was like if you had a child at MSU, if you're connected to Michigan State somehow. You can join us live one 866 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. All of our social network interaction presented by the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. They are at home tonight. A little after 7 p.m. will be the tip inside Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Buy one ticket, get one free. Every Tuesday night home game for the Grand Rapids Gold. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and save the online ticket fees by getting your tickets at the Van Andel Arena box office tonight. Buy one ticket, get one free. Every Tuesday home game for the Grand Rapids Gold. 
I do want to bring to your attention, if you're on Facebook, to follow Voice for the Badge. My good friend Johnny Brand Sr. a few years ago started a organization, social networks, where the great men and women in law enforcement in Michigan would have a voice. And it's called Voice for the Badge. It features Johnny's opinions and stories of bravery and heroism in terms of our law enforcement agencies throughout Michigan. So if you're on Facebook, now just search Voice for the Badge. And last night, as all the law enforcement agencies were rushing in to protect those kids, people were going the other way. And that's what they do every day. Law enforcement, they don't know if they're coming home. And with our association, with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, and my longtime friendship and partnership uh, with Johnny Brand Sr., Voice for the Badge, the timing's right for you to like that page if you support law enforcement. Just search Voice for the Badge on Facebook and follow them. And if you're ever at Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown Grand Rapids, food is great. The new redesign is fantastic. But his memorial for law enforcement and military who have given their lives serving and protecting, it's worth the trip. I'm telling you to walk through those doors at Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Also, if you miss any interview, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.